0: Welcome back to another episode of Inside Atlanta Football, episode 26, as we sit here on a Thursday afternoon, July 15th, a nice, sunny, uh, kind of partly cloudy day, I guess you could say, in Champagne. but the sun is shining in Gibson City, Colin, <laughs> and Melvin, and Sibley, and also in Champagne as well, because the big news... Uh, happened Wednesday night, Colin, and this is Colin Likas, I'm Matt Daniels, I <laughs> forgot to do the normal introductions there, but hopefully if you're a devoted listener to this, you recognize the voices, but the big news happened uh, Wednesday evening in Gibson City, Colin, Aiden Lawfrey is an officially committed to the Illini, the standout Running back for the the GCMS Falcons made his decision last night live on local TV with a nice uh, contingent of uh, folks there watching the ceremonies. Colin, you were there. Fill us in on on what that was like and and what this latest commitment means for, for Brett Bielema's program.
1: Yeah, I was there in person. Uh, they held the event on the Falcons football field. Uh, very lush grass, as many people pointed out, while standing on it. The rain has obviously done the field pretty well in the off offseason. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this doesn't get to happen very often, uh, especially around these parts where you've got, you know, getting to announce your, your college commitment live on television. That's a pretty cool experience for, for a high school athlete. You know, Aiden told me, uh, despite the fact, you know, he is a a bona fide star, uh, probably could have been a state champion in track and field this year if not for an injury late in the season, and uh, easily the Falcons' best returning player uh, going into this uh, fall season. You know, he, he, he doesn't, you know, he's not all about the spotlight. He told me he was at first when when presented with the idea of doing this on tv revealing his college choice on tv he said uh, initially he was like eh, i don't think i want to do that mm-hmm. and then uh, coach allen coach mike allen longtime gcms coach over there two state champions uh, under his belt he kind of told aiden you know this is something really good for not only the community but also these young kids looking up to you something they can aspire to in the future and if you uh saw the, the my my videos, the feed, whatever mm-hmm. uh, you watched, you saw a ton of little kids behind uh Aiden while he was making his announcement. All the youth football players there. So yeah, that that kind of swayed uh, Aiden's choice to to decide to announce live on television, and uh, yeah, the Gibson City turned out, and Melvin and Sibley. Um, <laughs> it was a good crowd, both behind him as far as teammates and young little teammates, mm-hmm. as he called them, and then just adults surrounding uh, that you couldn't see on camera. Everybody was really excited, of course, when he picked Illinois. I think they still would have been plenty excited if he had picked Iowa, but I think it ratchets up a bit because there are probably a few more Illinois fans in Gibson City than there are Iowa fans. Uh, What was interesting to me was looking at the the two hats that were on the table, which I thought it was going to be three. I thought Mm -hmm. his final three was initially including Washington State, but he obviously ruled them out at some point between late June and yesterday. Um, the, the, the Iowa hat was like this clean, crisp, never-been-touched <laughs> Iowa hat. And the Illinois hat was obviously one that had been like in somebody's attic or something, like been worn <laughs> several times over, obviously been in the family for many years. So you know where the, the fandom was laying mm-hmm. before, uh, before Aiden made his decision. Obviously that fandom will continue. So now you've got uh, two Gibson City. Well, you will have two Gibson mm-hmm. City products once Aiden graduates in the illinois system bryce barnes also uh 2019 grad who is currently on his third position with the program <laughs> kind of no i wouldn't say through any fault of his own i think illinois with the new staff just trying to find right positioning for him he's an outside linebacker now uh aiden is being recruited as a running back he told me he was primarily recruited as a running back said um, a few schools reached out to him uh, as a safety mm-hmm. and you know the thing about college football unless you're like a five-star athlete five-star quarterback something like that uh there is definitely some room for malleability you can um you can change positions Mm -hmm. um especially at illinois we've seen a lot of players change positions even ones who came in with pretty high rankings so maybe aiden uh, comes in as a running back as a freshman and then he decides to switch to or his uh his coaches decide to switch him to safety uh later on down the line regardless he brings a lot of speed to this program both uh, north and south and east to west, very very twitchy in a good way. Mm-hmm. Can move around a lot, and he's just hard to bring down. I mean, he's only five foot eleven. I don't know if he's going to grow any taller. Obviously, nobody really knows that. He has room to grow outwardly though I think he only weighs around 175 180 mm-hmm. or so there's definitely Some room for growth I mean he already looks Like a good stocky kid mm-hmm. his shoulders And his neck you can tell very very Strong mm-hmm. upper body I think It's part of the reason he's really hard to bring down unless You just shoot straight for the ankles You know kids especially at the high school level they tend to Tackle a little high and that's why he's Been so hard to bring down I think because his upper body Is super strong and mm-hmm. these kids trying to tackle Him up high just bounce off him and he just keeps Running down the field so you Kind of balance out once he gets into college. You balance out that that full body transformation, especially with what Illinois has been preaching with its new program that mm-hmm. it has in place, with with good eating, dietary decisions, weightlifting, things like that. I think you could have a really, really talented, you know, maybe even fullback type of athlete there—a really fast fullback, albeit. <laughs> but I mean, you're, you're talking about in the same class, Jordan Anderson from mm-hmm. Julia Catholic is the other running back in the class of 2022 for Illinois. I think he projects more as like a, a pure running back or maybe Aiden putting on some more weight, become that bowling ball that you use on third down in short mm-hmm. game situations, or or just as a maybe full time fullback because I know Bielema and his past teams he hasn't been afraid to use a fullback, especially at back at Wisconsin. So I think this is a good get for Illinois. They were certainly excited about it. Uh what I saw on Twitter afterwards surprised me though going back to the positional uh thing it seemed like a lot of fans and uh, obviously they're not coaches they're just mm-hmm. spectators fans seemed surprised that he was they, they thought he's going to be recruited as a safety mm-hmm. primarily um and I'm not sure exactly um why that thought persists necessarily it's not to say he's not a good defender mm-hmm. he's, he's a Really solid defender. As a freshman, he had an interception in a state championship yeah. game. against At Memorial Morsi. Stadium. At Memorial Stadium. He's listed in the IHSA box scores, Adam Loffrey. So <laughs> uh, it's not even him. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's very talented defensively as well. But I'm kind of surprised, you know, with a kid who's kind of explosive as he is, mm-hmm. carrying the ball, I guess kind of a slam dunk. You recruit him yeah. as a running back, and then if you have to transition him to safety or some other defensive position, go right ahead. Uh, but, yeah, good get for Illinois. Class is now, what, 14 strong in the mm-hmm. class of 2022, eight in-state. Uh, two from the News Gazette coverage area joining uh, uh, Clayton Leonard from mm-hmm. Iroquois West on the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the positive in-state momentum just keeps going for Illinois. And uh, Lawfree's commitment was extremely well received last night, both by people in Gibson City and by people uh, outside who are supportive of the program.
0: Yeah, we've been uh, we've been chronicling Aiden Lawfrey's exploits for for quite some time mm-hmm. here at the the News Gazette, and uh, obviously, like you said, Callen, he he contributed as a, a freshman on that 2018 GCMS team that that won its second consecutive state championship, so I think that speaks to kind of the potential that he had. it uh, was a senior-loaded roster. Exactly, as, wow. as a freshman contributing on a team, the mm-hmm. defending state champion team that won the state title in 2017 when he was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and then he comes in and, and makes a contribution as a freshman, and then his sophomore season in, in 2019, he took over as kind of the featured back in the GCMS offense um, and, and really kind of showcased his dynamic athleticism at times on the field. But for me, what kind of really caught my attention for him as an athlete was seeing him his freshman season in track and field mm-hmm, and, and yeah. seeing him just pile up victories in the 100 and 200 and just kind of running away from uh, opposing sprinters at meets. Kind of that you can't teach speed, and no. that's certainly something Aiden Lawfree has in, in full supply. And it's kind of a a different running back than GCMS has had in, in recent past. Uh, you think back to, a, uh, you know, Mitch McNutt. Um, who's their fullback after him? Uh, yeah,
1: Mitch McNutt. And, um, <laughs> yep, my brain's not working right now. 20, <laughs> no.
0: Jared Trantina. Sorry, go, sorry Jared. Trantina, Jared. Yep. He could probably pick both of us up and... Weightlifting. Um, Jared Trantina replaced McNutt as kind of the featured back on that 2018 team, and McNutt had some, you know, speed and breakaway ability. But those were guys that really kind of did their damage in between the tackles at all. Um, Lawfrey is a guy that once you get him outside, he's mm-hmm. hard to hard to stop, hard to slow down. Uh, obviously, once he gets to Illinois into the Big Ten, the the level of competition is going to rise. The number of athletes are going to rise. He's going to face harder competition than he is right now. Being at GCMS, uh, a two-way program, but arguably one of the top small school programs in the state in the last decade or so, and culminating, obviously, with their state titles in, in 2017 and in 2018. And then, unfortunately for Lawfrey too, he picked up, well, his first offer was Washington State, mm-hmm. I yep. believe, as a sophomore. Yep. Illinois offered him uh last may i want to say under lubby smith and then other big 10 schools came calling iowa rutgers were in the mix as well yep uh unfortunately though he didn't get to play a normal fall season as a junior where he really could have probably showcased his ability even more put up some really big numbers most likely maybe seen his recruitment even uh increase with the attention at all but still they played four games uh, this past spring. Uh, GCMS is in the heart of Illinois conference and the conference as a whole decided to only have four football games in the condensed spring schedule instead of six because they are smaller schools. They wanted to give athletes a chance to that are multi-sport athletes to to play other sports you know, the, the spring, normal spring sports like baseball and uh, track and field but still in, in only four games he put up 464 rushing yards uh, this past season. Showcase the, the talent is there and uh, GCMS opens their season August 28th, Saturday, same Saturday as Brett Bielema's first game at Illinois, <laughs> uh, at home against Carlinville, a really good small school program, uh, 3A program, I believe. So yep. that'll be a very good test for GCMS right away. But, um, uh, I know he, I think he mentioned this to you in, in the story, Colin, uh, that ran in today's paper and we had online as soon as he, he announced his decision uh last night, but it's good to get it out of the way. So he doesn't have to keep answering questions about it, not only from reporters, but also from classmates and people around town about, right. where are you going to go to college? Yeah. Because that can get kind of meddlesome and mm-hmm. cumbersome and tiring uh, doing that. So he can just focus in on, on having the best possible senior season he can have. And right. I'm sure he wants to cap his high school career with uh, with another state title after mm-hmm. experiencing it as a freshman. But does uh, the in-state positive momentum keeps keep rolling for Illinois? Um, you know the class I think is ranked 37th. I think I checked last night on uh, on Rivals. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure about two four seven. I know I think they're in the top 40 in the country. It's not a it's not a flashy class by any means. Uh, they don't have you know that one dynamic four star five star quarterback or wide receiver that just screams potential. You know, high school all American right now. But I think what they're doing it's as far as Beale in his first class and we've talked about this numerous times in the past on this podcast but it's just the optics of it mm-hmm. yep the 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 fact that Lubby Smith did make an effort I think early on to recruit in-state I think his first class I'd have to go back and check but I think he had 10 in-state commits I want to say something around that number um, and then the number just kind of steadily decreased with each subsequent season and I don't know if Aiden Laufry is going to Illinois if Brett Bielema is not here mm-hmm. at, at Illinois. I know Illinois had offered him under the previous staff, but I think the recruiting a lot of it too just is just kind of about momentum and just kind of building on it with each uh subsequent commit. But you know, there's been years in the past, um, you know, Lovey Smith, Tim Beckman, uh, where you'd reach the middle of July and Illinois maybe have five or six or seven commits and the rest of the Big Ten was lapping them in terms of number of commits, and I understand that it doesn't matter in a sense that once the, the final signing class, that's what really matters, will come December at all. But just from from the outside, just from a public perception standpoint, you want to have some positive energy rolling around the program. You want to have people, especially in the state, seem to kind of embrace the program. And, and that's, to me, what uh, recruits in the state of Illinois are doing Uh, They've got eight so far. I know Pat Embleton, the Executive Director of Personnel and Recruiting, was on uh, Saturday Sports Talk this past week with Steve Kelly and Lauren Tate, and I think he said they're right around. They want to kind of get to 20 or so in the class, and that leaves them some options uh, what's the portal and and potential transfers as well. But to have more than half your class be in-state commits, I think is a very positive sign, Mm -hmm. and we will see. And the thing, too, especially with college football, recruiting is you're not going to know what these recruits turn into until two or three years down the road it's not like basketball where you get a commit like Kofi Coburn and you know okay he's going to be in the starting lineup from day one and he's going to be really really good Um, football takes a little more time to develop and that's Mm -hmm. that's the thing now for and his staff to not only capitalize on this recruiting momentum but once they're once they get them here at Illinois and into the weight room and into training camp and practices and spring ball and everything else that comes uh, outside of the season is just to keep developing them. And and that's the na- next task for uh, for Bette his program. But again, uh, it seems to be pointing in the right direction for in-state recruiting and, and we'll see where it continues to go.
1: Yeah, I think it's undoubtedly pointing in the right direction for in-state recruiting, especially. And yeah, like you said, the optics of it, I think are the biggest, the biggest thing, the thing you just said about Loffrey being recruited by Lovey Smith's program, being offered by Lovey Smith's program, then being re-offered once Bielema and his staff got in. Yeah, Aiden told me, he he said he did, doesn't think he would have wound up at Illinois if Bielema and his staff uh, weren't here. Uh, he feels a very good family vibe. He said he, he's been contacted by, like, everybody on the immediate coaching staff to the point where he can't even really, off the top of his head, say for certain, okay, this is my lead recruiter because <laughs> so many guys have been calling him. Uh, he highlighted George McDonald, Corey Patterson, and Brett Bielema is three of the guys who have talked to him most often, and uh, Patterson obviously makes a lot of sense being the running backs coach. Mm-hmm. And then um,
0: McDonald, that's his
1: area, I think, right? Right, yep. yep. That's County right. The County area. And then Bielema is your head coach, it's and he's just hammered on the, the in-state part of it mm-hmm. ever since he got here, so that's not a surprise either. But yeah, uh, I think, and I want to touch back on one thing because yeah, the more you talk about Aiden Lawford as somebody who yeah picks up a lot of uh, yards with his speed and stuff, I I I just am really curious going back to the development part as well of football players how he does develop because, like I like I said, I feel like he he can put on some weight and become like more even though he's really fast mm-hmm. become more of a fullback type guy which is certainly not the position he's playing right now. I mean he's a tr- true running back for mm-hmm. Gibson City. I just I wonder, as he puts on more weight, can he be somebody who Illinois just throws out there and just has him just knock people over (laughs) the line of scrimmage? And then once he gets past those first three or four yards, he's just gone. Mm -hmm. Um, How much is the speed affected by putting on more weight? Because he's going to put on more weight when he gets Mm -hmm. to college, certainly. More positive weight, of course, not negative weight. So, uh, yeah, I'm just really curious to see what Aiden Lawfrey looks like at Illinois. Bryce Barnes, it's a different position, but Bryce Barnes in Illinois has put on quite a bit of weight, primarily mm-hmm. because he got moved from tight end to the defensive line yeah. uh, from his first year to his second year, and now he's dropping a little bit of weight uh, as he goes to outside linebacker as well. But, yeah, I'm just uh, curious with that, that college atmosphere, that college weight training program, and just fully focused on just being an athlete pretty much all the time, unless you're in classes, Um how Aiden Lawfrey's body reacts to that and just how good of an athlete he looks at the college level. I think it could be a, a perfect match and I I think he could be somebody who really does make a legitimate impact uh in in games for Illinois. Maybe not right away as a freshman, but, you know, the that running back room, for as loaded as it is right now, it's gonna start to empty out eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are guys guys are gonna start graduating, maybe a guy or two transfers as well, so um, I think Aiden Loffrey could be somebody who makes a long-standing impact for this uh, Illinois roster, whether it's, you know, as a traditional running back or maybe more of a third down bowling ball. Once he gets to the second level, he's gone type of running back.
0: What was the uh, what was the atmosphere? What was the? seen like in gibson city last night mm-hmm. after he made his commitment after the tv cameras turned off yeah
1: very very excitable and i mean people stuck around uh, a lot of his teammates and his friends stuck around for a long time afterward i don't think i got out of there until about seven fifteen or mm-hmm. so and he committed live at about six twenty p.m mm-hmm. i was talking with a few different people uh you know talking with uh gary mccullough the longtime radio voice mm-hmm. over there for the gibson city um, Gibson City radio station. Yes, he um he was very excited about it. Uh, he's now seen, he he's seen pretty much any Gibson City athlete mm-hmm. worth their salt, uh, go to some level of college, and always exciting to see somebody go to the U of I. But yeah, Mike Allen was thrilled. I think everybody was just thrilled. Uh, not only that he picked Illinois, but also that um they just got the opportunity to celebrate this athlete, this really talented athlete. Um securing his future and off the back of the pandemic as well where people were cooped Mm -hmm. up for so long one year ago right now this opportunity probably wouldn't have presented itself aiden lawford's probably making his decision in his living room and just announcing it on twitter um so yeah i think just for a small community like gibson city and then the surrounding communities of melvin and sibley just yeah the excitement was was palpable over there all right, lots, uh, lots to digest there with uh, with Aiden Lawfrey's mm-hmm.
0: commitment. Uh, two other quick, kind of, I guess, housekeeping items or kind of events to watch mm-hmm. for in the next couple of days with uh, Illinois football. Friday mm-hmm. morning, uh, they're having their Lift for Life event, uh, which they've been doing for I think almost a decade now. Ninth uh, with uh, the program up on Did, the didn't didn't yep. have one last year mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, and uh, the event I think had kind of been downplayed I wanna say in the latter part of Levy Smith's tenure. Yeah. It seems this is kind of being more publicized and um I know Alex palcheski and Michael Marchese spoke uh yesterday uh, about that uh, event, but that's gonna I think Friday morning at Memorial Stadium where they just do a bunch of different Mm -hmm. essential kind of like strongman competitions. Uh they're they're raising money, seeking pledges out all for um, rare diseases. That's kind of yep. the cause they they've they've been behind, uh during this whole program. So that'll happen on Friday morning, then uh Saturday morning, uh over at Zahn Park in Southwest Champaign, uh Talon Lee, uh, we mentioned it briefly, I think, last week mm-hmm. on the on the podcast. Yep. But he's he's hosting a free youth football camp uh out at Zahn Park, I think from starts at ten AM, yep. runs till twelve thirty. Um all the information for that is on Social media on Taylor Letzi's yeah, Twitter he's account. Shared it a lot. He shared yeah. it a lot in the last uh, you know couple weeks or so since that project kind of got rolling and as everything. Long
1: as the weather's good. I think there's going to be a lot of kids out there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so it should be it should be an exciting uh, couple days for, for Illinois football. Um, you know, as the season gets even closer, and and this is looking ahead to next week too, and, and we'll talk more about this next week. But a week from today, Colin, is start of Big Ten Media Days. Right, it's in uh, Indianapolis this year. At Lucas Oil Stadium, an in-person event. Uh, after not having media days last summer at all, it's kind of nice to see it back on the docket. Even though they're always a conundrum to me, because you have all this, <laughs> you have all these players and coaches there, but they haven't practiced yet. So it's all going everything they're saying. July twenty second, July twenty third could change in a couple weeks once of training camp starts, and then the season's more than a month away. But still. It's always good to kind of mark it down on the calendar. as kind of a kickoff uh, for the season, and, and with the event being in Indy, it's usually in Chicago. But I kind of like the change to Indy. Uh, see what it's like over there at, at Lucas Oil, and maybe they kind of Big Ten kind of alternates it, like they've done for you know the basketball tournament between Indy and Chicago. But that's that's next week. Illinois, it's a two day event. Seven teams on the first day, uh, seven teams on the second. Illinois will take part in in the first day. Uh, Brett Bieleman, they usually send three players over. Haven't announced yet what players will be going over there, but I would imagine Brandon Peters is one of them. I would think so. Uh, Especially since he's an Indy native, essentially. Grew up in the suburbs of of Indy there. So, Uh, yeah, but looking for more coverage on that. And Colin, anything else you want to yeah, add one, before we get into our draft?
1: One more behind-the-scenes thing uh, that people might have seen is that uh, Illinois is a new director of operations right. for the football program, Pete Rowley. He announced it himself back in late <laughs> June on Twitter, uh, but they didn't, Illinois didn't announce it until Tuesday of this week. He uh, was a former North Carolina State uh, director of football operations, went to Western Illinois and was a backup quarterback over there. Has also worked at Northern Illinois, replaces Tim Knox in that role. Tim's still with. The U of I, just in a different little uh, higher level role mm-hmm. outside of just football. So, yeah, congratulations to Pete Rowley, and I'm sure we'll get to talk to him at some point here very soon and find out a little more about who he is.
0: Big shoes to fill, yeah. taking over for the GOAT of, yeah. of ops there and, and Tim Knox. Also, one other note Illinois announced this yesterday to uh, the season opener, mm-hmm. August 28th against Nebraska. They're going to honor the 2001 Big Ten champs uh, at that game. They're going to be uh, signing autographs. Pre-game in Grange Grove, and I'm sure they'll be honored on the field at some point during that game. But uh, you know, Brent Brennan, Lloyd, Kurt Kittner, I'm sure, kind of headline that team that that won a Big Ten title and uh, made it to the Sugar Bowl. So that was announced yesterday as well. So be on the lookout for that. You ready to get to our draft? Sounds good. All right. In honor of Aiden Loffrey's decision and all the in-state commits that Brett Bielema and his program have, we're going to take a look at the current roster for the 2021 season. As I'm scrolling through it right now, uh, and pick our ten best in-state players on this Illinois football roster. And Collin, since you've probably done a lot more prep on this than I have, All right? And <laughs> since you, <get laughs> and since you lead off our draft every week, as I'm trying to stall for time so we can do some more crack uh, research on worry, this so topic I. at the time. <laughs> so am I, Colin, You get the first pick of our draft this week.
1: Uh, yeah, I was totally. am only on the teen numbers. I was totally it, prepared. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's a lot of good options to choose from. Yeah, I know. Obviously, uh, being Ellen yeah, my computer just died, so this is Illinois, going even better They've <laughs> got
0: uh, they've got a lot of in-state players, some walk-ons as well, but um, I guess just.
1: You know what, I'm going to go just my, – my computer just died, so I lo- I lost the <laughs> roster entirely. I have a bad battery. You've got it
0: all up here in your memory of yeah. your computer, your, your brain. I'm your just
1: going to go off there. the top of my head. Oh, yeah, um, that's the best that's the best way to go. <laughs> I'm just going to go fire off the top of my head and just go say Doug Kramer first overall. Okay. I think that's a fine pick for first overall. He's Steady. been an anchor of the offensive line almost his entire <laughs> Illinois football career. He's really friendly with us media members and is also really good at his job as a center. Okay. Um, so yeah i think uh, and he,
0: he's got his hands on the football a lot.
1: So. yeah he's he's always going to be important <laughs> to a game i mean the only reason illinois didn't totally totally miss him when he was out for a few games last season was because they had a future nfl player backing him up mm-hmm. in kendrick green so i think that tells you just how important uh, doug kramer is to these operations right now so Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on
0: the offensive line. Uh I think that will be your next pick as well, Colin, depending on who I select with this one option. And that's possible. I'm gonna <laughs> go with uh, Alex Palcheski. Yeah, that's a good. Pick. Uh stalwart at uh, one of the tackle positions for Illinois and, and has been since a he's a true freshman. Eager to see what he's going to be like this upcoming season, given that he tore his ACL last November at Rutgers and had to miss uh, the final four games of the season. Um, But he's a dependable option there. Uh, I remember talking to uh, Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus ahead of the uh, 2020 season. And he mentioned Palcheski as a possibility, you know, NFL draft watch, just to kind of keep his his eye on. Uh, so curious to see what he's like. So my first pick, I'm going to go with a guy that is affectionately known as Palcho. Mm-hmm. Usually sports with a good mustache as well. Yep. Always kind of funny as well. Offensive linemen, I to be completely honest, offensive linemen are the best interviews mm-hmm. on a college football yep, team. Most al- likely. Almost always. Yep. Yes. So uh, Alex Palcheski's is my my first pick.
1: All right. Yep, I'll stay on the offensive line for my second pick and go with uh, the family man Vidarian <laughs> Low out of Rockford. Um yeah, same same type of things we just said about palchevsky and about Kramer just he's been an anchor of this offensive line. Um he's he's so important to this program that he got to represent the entire school at the NIL signing as one of two athletes very recently. Um, yeah, I, I Illinois' offensive line would have been in significantly worse shape without Vidarian Lowe on it these last few seasons. Um, and obviously he's got a great story with just you know raising a family while being an Illinois football player, which, I mean, it takes a lot to be a starting offensive lineman of multiple years and also be raising a family while attending classes. I mean, that's just a huge workload to take on. And he does it with a smile on his face all the time. And his work ethic is pretty much second to none, uh, especially from what we've heard from coaches. So, yeah, I'm going to take Vidarian Lowe as my, thir- my second pick, the third pick overall, and the third offensive line pick.
0: <laughs> all right, I'm going to go skill position-wise, although looking at the skill positions, just to be honest, there aren't that many from no. Illinois. No, there's not. Um, But I'm going to go with a guy that uh, dependable – Uh, Not real flashy, uh, but that's Donnie Navarro. Okay. uh, Wide receiver out of Naperville, Niqua Valley product. uh, Transfer from Valpo, who's made it Mm -hmm. effect these last two seasons after he became eligible. From transferring was, um, you know, he's not a guy that I don't think is going to lead Illinois in receptions this upcoming season. Maybe he does, but he's a guy that I think is a good safety valve for Brandon Peters, um, a, a dependable Option in in the passing game, someone that knows what Big Ten football is like, has been through the the ringers of a, of a full season, uh, it was a key component too. In, in 2019, when they they made the Red Box Bowl, as well, entering uh, you know his third season playing with the program, I think he's got a chance to you know have an even bigger effect. Uh, so I'm going to go Donnie Navarro with Kay. my second pick.
1: That's a good one. Uh, with my third pick, I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball and go with Tony Adams in the secondary out of Belleville. Um, yeah, Tony Adams is... That that, that that Illinois secondary obviously struggled last season. I don't think it's really a, a stretch to say that, but I think Tony Adams was one of the bright spots of that unit. Uh, his return obviously really helps back there, helps solidify the the secondary for Illinois um, just with the experience and the reps he has. Um, He's he's definitely uh, more on the quieter side, I would say. He's a pretty uh, low-key, reserved guy. But uh, that doesn't mean he doesn't know how to play his position well and know how to represent Illinois well. So, yeah, I think Tony Adams is a solid third pick in the Illinois draft.
0: Interesting note on him, too. He's from Belleville on the Illinois side, but played his high school ball Mm -hmm, across the river at at St. Louis University High uh, in, obviously, St. Louis. So, uh, yeah, solid pick there. Uh, Someone that I didn't even really consider because when I think of him, I think of him being more of a St. Louis guy since he played at at Slough High. But I can't negate the choice just on on that. Um, It's interesting, too, just because, like I said, there are more – Players from Illinois mm-hmm. on the Illinois roster than any other state, but they haven't necessarily made a huge impact, especially at skill position and on defense as well. Right. Uh, my third pick, though, mm, I'll go Virtus Brown. Okay. Uh, started eight games last year on the offensive line. Be curious to see what his role is this year. I think he's got a good chance to start again. Yeah, I would say so. Um, Chicago native. Uh, highly coveted recruit uh, played his final season of, of high school football at IMG Academy down in Florida after starting his high school career at Chicago Mount Carmel was a guy that uh, you know won the starting right guard position last season um, has a chance to continue that legacy this season so and also too just the fact that Illinois offensive line is basically an all Illinois natives line is pretty cool as well. So my third pick, I'll go Virtus Brown.
1: Okay, with my fourth pick, I'm going to go into the special team, somebody who doesn't get talked about a lot, but who has held down his position for multiple years now and does it well, uh, Ethan Table. At long snapper, you need a good long snapper. (laughs) If you don't have a good long snapper, you're going to really struggle with the basic tenets of special teams, uh, or at least one of the basic tenets of special teams in punting, Um, and Ethan Table seems like a genuinely nice guy, Um, represents Barrington, Illinois quite well, and you know what, I I just think long snappers are an underrated part of the game. I remember a guy like Patrick Manley with the Bears, who was there for about 15 seasons, (laughs) and was so good that nobody ever talked about him he's kind of like you know i think of the long snappers like an umpire in baseball or a referee in some other sport if you don't talk about him that means they're doing a great job and we don't talk about ethan table very much because he's very good at his job
0: a guy we do talk a lot about and i just realize now that i probably should have picked him sooner (laughs) maybe i feel fortunate to get him with the fourth pick this late round steal can use this motivation to have a really good 2021 season and that's luke ford yeah (laughs) tight end uh out of carterville uh i think illinois fans are still eager to see kind of the the full potential of luke ford on the field um he did show that at times in the spring game especially with that one-handed touchdown catch uh but the state's top recruit a few years ago went to georgia transferred after his freshman year had to sit out his first uh full season in illinois so just got on the field uh last year uh only made a few catches but you'd have to think just based on brett being and his past that he'll be more heavily involved in the offense this year and just a you know kind of a fun guy to talk to it seems like Mm -hmm. and and just a good personality and uh, i think if he has any sort of success this season, he's a guy that I think a lot of Illinois fans can get behind. So, uh, Luke Ford's my next pick. Last pick, Colin.
1: Yeah, I'm apologize for not taking any local guys <laughs> from the Illinois side of things, but with my fifth pick, I'm going to uh, I'm going to take Keith Randolph Jr. Okay. Um, I think he's an up and coming uh, defensive lineman for this team. He really impressed in his first two seasons. I mean, when you're getting playing time on the on a pretty veteran defensive line, I know injuries played a role in it, but when you're getting significant, meaningful playing time on the defensive line as a freshman and then as a redshirt freshman, I think that means your ceiling is, is fairly high. Um, maybe Brett Bielma's staff approaches him differently than Lovey Smith did, but I mean, I, I don't see any reason they would need to because mm-hmm. it seemed like Keith, Ran- Keith Randolph played really well in the reps that he got. Um, and presumably it can only get better with more experience and more training. So I'm going to take uh, Keith Randolph, the pride of Belleville slash Belleville West.
0: Uh, I'm gonna, I am going to take a local product with my okay. fifth and final pick, and uh, that's Bryce Barnes. Mm-hmm. Uh, GCMS product, contributed a lot as a true freshman in 2019 on special teams, and then started, I believe, the final two games last year along mm-hmm. the defensive line. Right. Um, so curious to see what he's like this year potentially an outside linebacker and how he fills that role Uh, and if he does get on the field or see some meaningful snaps and as part of that rotation there Uh, so curious to see what he's done or what he can do as well Uh, this upcoming season he's a guy that really stood out uh, at Gibson City uh, both on the football field and the basketball court and uh, I know a lot of uh, local fans are, are eager to see what he can do as well so That rounds out the draft this week. Anything else you want to
1: add, Colin, before we go? Uh, I think think we hit on everything. Uh, Looking forward to talking about Big Ten Media Days here soon and uh, get one step closer to the 2021 fall season.
0: All right, guys. Thanks for uh, listening. Thank you, Colin. Uh, Thank you, Ed Bond, our producer. We'll be back next week for more Inside Atlanta Football.